Hello, welcome to the Thursday, December 10th, 2020 edition of the Sands and Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich, and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. Well, to start out with, uh, we do have an interesting proposal put forward by Cloudflare, Apple, and Fastly to make DNS over HTTPS even more anonymous. As far as privacy goes, the weak point of DNS over HTTPS was that the recursive resolver of, for example, Cloudflare, the company that you pick to terminate your DNS over HTTPS requests, was still able, theoretically, to log all of these requests and associate it with a particular user via the user's IP address. This new protocol, which goes by the acronym ODOH or Oblivious DNS over HTTPS, does solve the problem by routing the requests via a proxy. Now, the trick here is that only the endpoint, so your recursive resolver, is actually able to decrypt the message. So in addition to TLS, we actually have an encrypted payload. The proxy is only forwarding it. So the purpose of the proxy here is to lose information about the origin of the DNS request. To make this all work, the client will first request a public key from the DNS resolver, then use that public key to encrypt the request, also include the client's public key with that encrypted request. The proxy will just forward this encrypted message. The resolver now is able to decrypt the message using the private key that only the resolver has, creates the response, encrypts it again using the public key that the client sent along with the request and pass the message back. There is only sort of experimental implementations of this at this point. Interestingly, Apple is cooperating with Cloudflare on this proposal. So very likely will see this show up in Apple's uh, operating systems in the future. Apple has been pretty quiet actually about sort of some of the original uh, DNS over HTTPS proposals. And the HTTP Archive uh, did publish its annual almanac, uh, which uh, does include a section about security and one about privacy. If you're not familiar with the HTTP Archive, well, a little bit like the Internet Archive or archive.org, which uh, does uh, collect uh, web pages and archives them, the HTTP Archive does not collect the content. Instead, it focuses on things uh, like uh, headers and uh, what technology are being used to build uh, these web pages. So the security part of uh, this almanac is focusing, for example, on HTTPS uh, configurations and cookies. Now, first of all, no big surprise, 86.9% of requests are using HTTPS now. And these HTTPS requests are now using TLS 1.2 or 1.3 pretty much exclusively with approximately a 50-50 split between TLS 1.2 and 1.3. So this uh, all looks pretty good. Also uh, pretty good ciphers being used. What gets a little bit uh, concerning is that we are heading towards, well, one of these other sort of monocultures and that's when it comes to certificate authorities. 
No surprise that Let's Encrypt is dominating here with about 45% and followed by Cloudflare with about 8.5 or 8.7%. Now, as far as cookies go, uh, the one interesting part here is the same site parameter, which of course is uh, pretty new and really not used in any meaningful way. Uh, those sites that use the same site parameter either set it to none, which means actually explicitly turning it off, or to lax, which uh, tends to be the default behavior for modern browsers. There's a very small number of websites that actually uses strict for the same site parameter. And you probably heard it by now, uh, FireEye, the security company, was compromised and some of the proprietary red team tools of FireEye were stolen as a result of that compromise. Well, I haven't really seen any details on how exactly the compromise happened. Uh, FireEye did go ahead and publish signatures. That should make it easier to detect uh, use of uh, these tools against uh, your organization. So take a look at the signatures and uh, this may be something that you want to implement. And security company Forescout took a closer look at seven different open source TCP IP stacks that are commonly found in IoT devices. And probably no big surprise, but for four of these TCP IP stacks, Forescout did find and in part multiple new vulnerabilities. The show notes, of course, include a link to the complete report if you're more interested. Other than that, it's pretty much up to vendors and such to update respective firmware. There is not terrible much that you can do yourself about these vulnerabilities, unless, of course, you are a developer. And well, that's it for today. So thanks again for listening and talk to you again tomorrow.